0: Pittsburgh-born, and we like him that way. What an incredible Cinderella story.
1: This unknown comes out of nowhere. This is the
0: Adam Crowley Show. Cinderella boy. On
1: 970 ESPN. And now on 106.3 FM.
0: You found the Crowley Show where your mom listens and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call, or you can join the cast of Dozens. And follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Tell your kids, tell your wife, we doing radio up in here. It's one of my favorite times in Steelers practice when all these special teams players get to put on the little do-rags on their helmet. Looks cool. No, it's special teams time, which is the least interesting part of practice. Incredibly important when you're trying to win football games. Just ask the Patriots and the Ravens, but not all that sexy not going to get your blood pumping. Not going to make you go from 6 to midnight. Penn State fans are now giving it hard to Ohio State fans because of what's going on with Urban Meyer, what, what happened with the assistant receivers coach there. And first of all, you can't be casting stones from glass houses. Second of all, when you start making it about sports, when you start looking at it, through your scarlet and gray glasses or your blue and white glasses, I think that you wind up making it less of a big deal. You make it seem like it's all about the sports. You make it seem like it's all about the programs. It's almost as though Penn State can say, oh, thank God, now Ohio State fans can't give it to us because Ohio State's got their own thing. And it's not about that. It's about sending the message that domestic violence doesn't stand. It's about sending the message that when people do things like this, when there are cover-ups, when you know about awful atrocities going on in a program, whether you're a coach or a CEO or an administrator, that these things will get punished. And instead of it becoming about that on Twitter... And I'm sure in chat rooms, if we're still doing chat rooms in 2018, in all kinds of forums, it's just devolved to, well, Joe knew. Yeah, well, Urban knew. Yeah, well, Joe knew. Yeah, well, Urban knew. Yeah, well, Joe knew. And Michigan State fans are getting into the fray, and both Izzo and D'Antoni have had their issues, and really both of them, if you're going to fire Urban Meyer, I think both of them should be fired as well. Because of the things that they did. Bringing players into the program that have done the atrocities that we're talking about. But it becomes all about waving your flag. It becomes all about Michigan State. It becomes all about Ohio State. It becomes all about Penn State. And very quickly the victims get forgotten about. Uh, Very quickly it doesn't become domestic violence. The conversation shifts from domestic violence and it's all about sports. Ohio State fans are the only people sticking up for Urban Meyer. And the only reason for that is because they view life through that prism. The only reason why they're the ones defending is because they want to see their football program be successful. That's it. That's all it boils down to. And if it were to happen at West Virginia, I can tell you today that I'd say get rid of Holgerson. And I know he's not Urban Meyer, but he's also got two of the the nine 10-win seasons that the program has ever had. He's a pretty darn good coach. But some things are more important. And the health and safety of women is more important on whether or not you can win football games. And at Ohio State, if you're Urban Meyer, you're not going to get fired if you just tell the truth. You're not. You're still going to be the head coach of the Ohio State University till the day that you die, if you want to. Ohio State now is bigger than Urban. So they have to do the right thing. they got to get rid of them. Uh, public relations-wise, when you get placed on administrative leave obviously there's cause enough for you to have been on leave and public relations wise how do you then bring him back and say nah he didn't know I guess they could say that they've done their investigation they could find no link but like I said to Dino and like I said to Blake in the last segment when you're a control freak coach and you say that you've got every inch of this program covered you knew about this too you just did there's no chance that you didn't. It's like when Rick Patino said, oh, I didn't know that my assistant coach was getting hookers and strippers for recruits. Yeah, you did. What do young men like to talk about? Sports and sex. And sex. And sex and sex. Sometimes a little bit more sports thrown in there. That's what young men talk about. You're telling me that none of those guys spouted off about how they just had sex with a stripper? Or you're telling me they didn't talk about that? And you're telling me that Rick Patino never heard that that was going on? And if he did hear, but chose to turn a blind ear to it, well, that's just the same thing. And it's not like Urban Meyer, quote, covered this up. But Urban Meyer didn't do anything. He turned away. He said, eh, let's see what happens. And there is room in this discussion as well, to get it even further away from sports at this point, to say that, Law enforcement's got to do their job, too. And the justice system's got to do their job, too. you got to make sure that guys like this, when there's pictures and when there's text records and when there's 911 records, that these people get locked up. That these people get restraining orders. That they're not allowed to be around those people. So that needed to happen, too. And had that happened, then this guy would have been gone. That doesn't absolve Urban Meyer from the blame, but I think that there's some blame there that... Needs to be shared, if you will. Going to be joined by Matt Williamson in a couple of minutes here on ESPN Pittsburgh to talk about the AFC and how deep it is compared to the NFC, or I suppose the lack of depth in the AFC compared to the NFC. I look at it and I think you've got New England, you've got the Steelers, you've got Jacksonville, and I don't even know if I believe in Jacksonville. Jacksonville, to me is a team with a great defense and a bad quarterback. They could just as easily turn into the Denver Broncos from last year to next year. They could easily be that football team. So I don't think that they're as elite as they showed they were last year. Now, albeit for me to say that as a guy who watched them dismantle the Steelers twice at Heinz Field and the Steelers have to go to Jacksonville this year, uh, I understand why people would say, well, Crowley, they beat the Steelers twice, they're elite. Uh, I don't know if they're going to even be a factor in the conversation, though. Now, I don't look at them as a team that's going to contend for a bye this year. We shall see, but the quarterback position there is still so bad that I don't see their offense getting better. And once you look at the tape and you see that all they do is run power football, uh, you get a little bit better at slowing them down. They're not a big chunk play team. They're a yards per carry. They're not a big yards per carry team. They're a give the ball to our running backs 100 times, Chris Ivory, Give the ball to Leonard Fournette a hundred times, and they're going to have a hundred yards. That's what we're going to do. So they don't—they don't scare me. New England's lost a lot. They lost Danny Amendola. I think that's a big deal. Julian Edelman gets suspended. Uh, their wide receiver core not great. They do bring in Sonny Michelle, who I think could be a very good player for them at the running back position. And he takes some of their running back by committee out of it, which takes more playmakers off the field. They're going to score points. They're efficient. They do things better than anybody else on that side of the ball because they find those market inefficiencies. They find things they're able to exploit. And that's fine. And defensively, they'll do what they do there too. But roster-wise, I don't think they compare to the Steelers. Last year they did. This year I don't think that they do. I think that they got worse. And while I don't think the Steelers got all that much better, I still think that they did. Every team gets better in the offseason if you're doing it right. The Steelers did get better. You get better by... Addition by subtraction. You lose Mike Mitchell and you bring in Morgan Burnett. You're going to feel a little bit better about yourself there. Uh, You you lose William Gay, who's your dime linebacker, and you add any number of other people. You expect Vance McDonald's going to be healthy. Uh, There are a lot of reasons to think that the Steelers are a more talented football team than the New England Patriots right now. Does that mean anything? No, because they've been more talented than them before and it hasn't worked out. See, 2001 in particular. See, so those are 13-3. and three. The Patriots are just okay. 11-5, and five, they win the whole damn thing. So I guess it's not fair to say they were just okay, but they'll scare you. They always scare you. But for me, it's Pittsburgh and New England, and then there's a sizable drop-off. Uh, Hunter got hurt. Vereen got hurt. Or Verrett, pardon me, got hurt out in Los Angeles. The Chargers are a football team that's very talented, But you lose two of your talented pieces there. And they perennially, perennially disappoint. So am I supposed to believe that they're in the upper echelon? No, I don't. And then who's left? Who else is good? The Titans? Okay, but are you scared of them? No, I don't think so. Okay, who else is good? Houston? Maybe, but you don't know. Do they scare you? I don't know. In Jacksonville, you already know what I think. In the West, I think it's a joke. I think you're going to find... A team or two out there that is eight and is eight, 8-8, and 9-7, and that's good enough maybe to get in the playoffs in the AFC. But other than the Chargers, I don't think they're good. You don't know with Kansas City. They've got a second-year quarterback playing really for the first time after Alex Smith had the best season of his career where he looked like an MVP candidate. And you go down to a second-year player, things aren't going to go quite as smoothly there. They're not. Not going to happen. And they give up a bunch of points. They give up a bunch of yards on the defensive side. So they don't scare me either. You look at the AFC and it's just a whole bunch of meh. Coming up next, we're going to hear from Matt Williamson. He will tell us what he thinks about the AFC. I didn't realize they rambled on there for so long talk for 13 minutes. Jeez. What happened there? Man, it's
2: almost like you're doing a talk show.
0: I know. My God. It just just comes so easy to me. (laughs) I don't need a second Adam on this show. You're so good
2: at this, Adam.
0: Matt Williamson. He'll join us talking about the AFC and the NFC a little bit. Mostly AFC. In the pecking order there, you're listening to The Crowley Show. This is The Adam Crowley Show. Enough. I'm putting these back in my pants they're mine
1: this is crazy the Adam Crowley show on ESPN Pittsburgh
0: coming up after Matt Williamson I'll tell you the story about why I wasn't wearing shoes at 1:30 in the morning and a security guard stopping I promise I I was I was gonna get to it that I rambled for too long about the AFC versus the NFC and how deep the AFC is and damn it now I'm doing it again. Instead of me rambling, we bring in Matt Williamson, good buddy. Uh, He was late for the last segment. I'll forgive him for that. Matt, it seems like camp's been going on for a while, huh?
1: Right, right, and dorm life is going to
0: be a treat. I can't believe that it's only been a week. I really can't. It just feels a lot longer than that, and there's still a long way to go, still a lot to learn about this football team, but I kind of want to look around the league with you today, Matt, because we've spent a lot of time – Talking about the Steelers, and I think a lot of people are Steelers out at this point because you look down on the field and you can learn some things, sure. But we haven't had a game yet. The guys are getting nicked up left and right, so uh, it's tough to evaluate. It's tough to understand who's on the first team, who's on the second team. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's a lot of jumbled bodies, a lot of jumbled mess in there. So let's talk a little bit about the AFC, uh, the Baltimore Before Ravens. Do, I just want to
1: say one thing about what you just said because yeah. uh, you know I'm really interested. One of the things I'm most interested in camp is. What kind of defenses are we going to see? What kind of personnel groupings are we going to see? And it's been really hard to figure yeah. that out because the the ones that are sitting. Yeah, uh,
0: and T.J. Watt, again today, does not appear to be out there as he's got that hamstring tightness. and I mean, the list goes on. Ben Roethlisberger yeah. is not going to practice today. That's fine. He doesn't right, right, need right. it. You don't worry about him. But the guys that you're talking about. Uh, couldn't couldn't agree more. Morgan Burnett only got his first practice in just the other day, so it'd be good for us. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly, Matt. The Ravens kick things off tonight in the Hall of Fame game. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to break down the X's and O's and what's going to go on in that game, but uh, I am interested in your thoughts on that football team and what they're going to do with the quarterback position. I guess is the biggest question, although it appears it's going to be Joe Flacco. Uh, how long does that last if Joe Flacco plays the way Joe Flacco's played over the last couple of years?
1: Yeah, and all the and the, predictably all the camp news is Flacco looks the best of his career, right. and we knew that was coming. And I don't necessarily believe it. Maybe it's true. Hopefully, great. Whatever. I love Lamar Jackson though. He was my favorite quarterback in this draft. He was my high, my highest ranked guy of the group. Wow. And all the reports have been glowing about him too. You know, especially when you interview. His teammates, you know, they say things like, wow, he's better than we thought, or he brings an element to what we just haven't had here. And absolutely, I mean, he's, obviously he's a much different style quarterback than Flacco, but it would shock me if it's not apparent to everyone in that organization, and especially the Terrell Suggses of the world, that Lamar's the better player here. He gives us a better chance to win football games. But what's interesting about the the Ravens, unlike maybe the Bills or the Jets or Arizona, is I don't think they're going to be 1-5 or 2-6 and six and season's lost, let's dump Flacco. Their schedule actually starts fairly easy. It does. It does. And I do think they're very well coached. I think it's a very good defense. They're always great on special teams. You know, the offense was really injured last year. Um, they were a very high percentage passing team until they kind of fell into Alex Collins and then they had created at least some sort of identity on offense. So I think they'll be better. Um, So it's hard to guess when you put the better player in because I think it's almost a foregone conclusion that Flacco's not going to be a Raven next year. Right. I mean, he's very expensive and he's very cuttable. And (laughs) so when do you make that move? Would it blow me away if Lamar was just the guy from day one? Maybe not because, I mean, if his preseason's awesome and everyone in the organization thinks this is our best chance to win, he might be the guy day one. I don't think it'll go that way, uh, just because people, you know, coaches are conservative by nature, and Flacco didn't lose the job, or I, I don't know. But uh, I think Jackson's going to be a thorn in the Steelers' side for next ten, twelve years.
0: Matt Williamson joining me here on the Crowley Show. I think I think he is going to look good in. I would imagine in in preseason just because of the guys he's going to be playing against. I mean, if he's playing second and third string non NFL players. He's going to look good, and there's going to be some clamoring for him, and they might get a little bit of pressure from the outside. And Not that you're supposed to allow those things to factor in, but uh, if that buzz becomes palpable enough that guys on the team can get behind it, then I guess I wouldn't be shocked either. Uh, I think that Flacco having won the championship and being the guy and having been the guy there, uh, I think that could maybe make the conversation more difficult to have with some of your veteran
1: guys. Sure. but. But the thing is, they're on the field, and they know. They do. You know, if they're like, boy, Lamar's better right now. We, we're we on defense, and we would much rather have Joe out there. I mean, they're going to voice their opinions on this thing, especially guys like Suggs, you know. But do you
0: see what you want to see? Do you look out and say, okay, Joe Flacco's playing really well. This is the guy. Mm-hmm. Even though Lamar Jackson's out there slanging it.
1: Right. And like you mentioned in the preseason, I don't care who if he's playing with twos or ones or whomever, his athleticism is going to jump off the screen. Oh, my I God. Think. Yeah. Now – how good can they be? And I guess 10-6. and the, six. You think so? I mean, that's if everything goes ceiling. right and if Lamar Jackson's rookie of the year and, you know, like if he's as good as I think and gets the opportunity and is a difference maker. Yeah, I mean, I still think they're – I mean, that's everything going right. Right. I mean, I think they're an 8-8 eight and eight type of team. What about the Bengals? Bengals are interesting, too. They just released LaFell today, which to me is a massive indication that they – now trust John Ross, you know the first round pick from last year. Boy, that was a weird thing that weird. went on last year. Weird, and Eifert's actually healthy. You know who knows for, for how now, long? Right. But yeah, both those guys are highly injury prone, but right now they're healthy. A little nugget about the the Bengals though: by a wide margin, they ran the least offensive plays last year. I mean, it was a much worse offense than I think the usual people realize. And yeah, you can blame the offensive line. And the defense didn't do a great job of creating takeaways, and they weren't phenomenal on special teams. But they just didn't run many offensive plays. Like, that's not going to repeat itself. They'll probably end up middle of the road like everyone else. And I think Mixon's a potential star. Yeah. He dropped some weight. Like, I didn't realize this until this year. Like, I watched him at Oklahoma. I was like, wow, you know, this guy's got a lot of Le'Veon Bell in him. And he was okay last year. And I was a Mixon apologist and would just basically say, he doesn't have any blocking, but he added a lot of weight before last year thinking, I need to be a workhorse at this level, and that's often a mistake for running backs. When running backs change weight, it's a big red flag for me, good or bad sometimes. yeah. And now he dropped the weight, and I'm thinking, I bet he looks like the player, the explosive guy that we saw his last year in college, which is scary. I mean, which is one of the best backs in the league type of talent. And A.J. Green's still there. The line might not stink. <laughs> you know? I mean, Dalton is who he is. But I think their defense is really good. Guys like Carl Lawson, William Jackson, they already have of course they have Geno and Burfect and those guys, but they've drafted really well on defense the last couple years. That's an underrated sleeper defense to be like a top five, six unit for me. Yeah, Lawson, I really wanted to see the Steelers find a way to get the really guy. He was really good last year, too. Yeah, he was.
0: And he's only going to get better. Would you rather have him or TJ Watt? Watt, but I'd give you
1: the pre for him in a minute.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Throw in <laughs> a little something. <laughs> that option was
1: not on the table, no, now, no. Matt,
0: because that is the that is that is the easy option.
1: Matt, I think mean, Lawson might be the better pass rusher of, yes, of yeah, all I three of so. those guys right now, but Watt does a lot, and I have really high hopes for Watt.
0: Matt Williamson joining me here on the Crowley Show. Uh, Matt, the
1: Bengals, then, they're the team for you that's the second team in the division, clearly? I three? think, I mean, one thing I keep saying about the AFC North is, and everyone looks good this time of year, the three teams outside the one we're watching right now, all got much better than the Steelers did. So I think the gap is tighter than it was. You know, really, the Steelers were by far the class of division. I still think they are. I'm going to pick them to win the division. Everyone's going to pick them to win the division. But I think those three teams improved, at least on paper, much more than Pittsburgh did. Um, Cincinnati and Baltimore, to me, are wild-card contenders, though. You know, if things go right, they win nine. AFC's bad. You know, they're better than the other three teams in the AFC East. They think they're better than the Raiders or the Colts. So I think they're in the mix with those middle of the road AFC teams, and one of them's going to get in the playoffs or two of them's going to get in the playoffs.
0: Boy, I'm surprised to hear you somewhat believe in the Colts. I know Andrew Luck makes a big
1: difference. No, I said they're better than the Colts. Okay. I think the Colts defense is the worst in the league. Yeah, I think they're 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 really bad. Atrocious. Yeah. I'm interested to see what Houston does. They're really interesting, too, that they have the easiest schedule in the league coming up. Which you can't overlook those things. I mean that's that, that lines up really well for them. Of course, Watson, Watt, and Merciless come back. They also have the worst offensive line in the league by a really wide margin. And I don't mean to hex them or anything, but Watson worries me from a durability standpoint. This is his second in the injury, the way he plays the game, behind that terrible offensive line, not a super thickly built guy, you know, and he's gonna take a lot of punishment with his style of play like a Russell Wilson. And hopefully he never gets hurt again. But that's just a side note. I I do think they're good. I think their their defense has a chance to be quite good. If Watt is Watt, then they're going to be really, really good. Right. If, if he's 90% of the player he used to be, that defense can be improved. You know, they had Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger. Yeah. You know, they have some guys and linebackers. That's a good defense. Clowney was really good last year. But that uh, when teams have a huge fatal flaw, like Jacksonville's passing game, like Houston's offensive line, I think it's hard to maintain excellence year after year.
0: Well, that's interesting that you say that because when I look at the AFC South, that's that's the kind of division that I look at and go, okay, I don't think that the same team that won it last year is going to win it this
1: year. I'm kind of leaning towards Tennessee. Yeah. Just because I don't see a lot of holes. No, they. so their offensive line is obviously really good. Yeah. Marcus Mariona is improving. I'm a big Mariona believer. That's part of it. And last year didn't really – Affirm my faith in them, but I think the coaching change will help them dramatically.
0: Yeah, huh. yeah I, I think so too. And that you're right. That's a team just without a lot of holes. They're not mm-hmm. a great football team. They also don't have a lot of star power. No, but I I think that the AFC West is interesting that way too. You know, you look at the NFC and the NFCs. You think about the division. Who's going to win these divisions because they're so deep? The mm-hmm. the NFC South. Oh my God! Uh, you look at the. Uh, NFC East, and you're even thinking, well, you got Philadelphia, but those other teams, I think, with with the Giants and the Cowboys, could be interesting. And and you look at now the AFC West, and
1: for me, it's kind of like I don't know what to think. I, I I could pick any of those teams to really win it. I still really lean towards the Chargers, and they were my team last year, and they finished extremely strong, and they were the best team in the division last year. They just couldn't make a kick in the first three or four weeks, but they've already suffered two big injuries. You know, like I think that the right. and Henry. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in the, faith in the other three teams, so I, I'm sure I will pick the Chargers to win that division. I think Rivers is clearly the best quarterback in that division. I don't know what to think of Oakland. I think that it's going to be an ugly failed experiment, and they're playing like it's 1985. Uh, we talked about the Chiefs. Did a you lot hear to, that? They got uh, sorry to interrupt. Did yeah. you hear Gruden is not talking to Khalil Mack? Yes, I did. I don't. What the hell's right, that about? What's that all about? Right. All right. That defense has a chance to be really bad. I think the Chiefs are really volatile, and I'm a big Mahomes fan, but I think they're going to be a massive roller coaster this year, and that's a bad defense, too. Oh, I think you can run all over them. Yes, absolutely. And I think Denver's improved because their quarterback won't stink, and they won't turn the ball over the 31st or the second most in the league, probably, should be able to run the ball a little. And the defense is really good, but to me that screams 8-8 if everything goes right. Yeah. Uh, what else
0: are we missing? Oh, the a- the AFC East, <laughs> right?
1: How, okay, how, no competition there. But what
0: do you think about New England in terms of roster wise? How they compare to last year's roster?
1: Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Um, I think the offensive lines uh, has a chance to be very good. You know, they used the first round pick there. They added a guy from Brown from the, the Niners. I see no thoughts to think is dropping off in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. Um, if it wasn't for Barkley, I think Sony Michelle has a chance to be Offensive Rookie of the Year and be a combination of all the backs they've had there in the past. It's funny how, though, when they get that guy, they're going to use that guy as the feature back, right? I assume. I mean, he wasn't using, isn't going to use a first-round pick on him to, you know, throw when White's out there. And, you know, I think in Burkhead to be the, the hammer type. That's always made me laugh when people say, well, they go running back by committee.
0: Well, when they have to. But when they had Corey Dillon, they ran the ball up your butt.
1: If there's a guy that's better than the other ones, I think he's going to play a (laughs) lot. (laughs) Belichick's not married to a philosophy. Absolutely not. not. We're not going to keep a million backs. It's just a good way of doing business so far. Um, Defense is sort of questionable. They won't have much of a pass rush. But the defense is always the same there, too. It's always they allow a lot of yards. They don't allow up a lot of points. And that comes back to the guy in charge. And the secondary's good. Hightower comes back. I mentioned special teams with the Ravens. The Ravens and the Patriots every year are at the very top of the special teams rankings. I mean, that's they're the only two teams that consistently are at the top. It's not an accident. It goes a long way. No, Matt Patricia does that matter at all? No. Okay. Belichick run the D. And yeah, I didn't. I didn't he'll think Groom so. somebody. Yeah, right.
0: And then that. And that's not a knock on
1: Patricia. Just, no, but that, that guy's going to wind
0: up being a head coach in the league at some point too. Probably whoever the
1: next dude is probably right. I mean, it'll be. But Belichick will control the defense. I'm sure. What do you think about AJ McCarron in Buffalo? He says while trying to suppress laughter. Yeah, that's a weird situation too because you're actually hearing Peterman's playing well, <laughs> and the poor guy. I mean, I, I root for him a little because he's a Pitt guy, sure. but the poor guy gets one half of football and throws a million picks, so all of a sudden he can never play again in the league. And I liked him coming out of school. As yeah, we talked about it at the, type, at the you draft.
0: Know? You said what? You, you said his ceiling is. Um, a legit a legit backup in this league, I think. Right.
1: I mean, like a real get-you-out-of-games, Yeah, you know, not turn the ball over, smart. You know, if you're going to go a month without your starter, you can run the still same offense. You know, he's not a big-armed guy. He's not overwhelming. I think Josh Allen's bad. I just, I think the Bills might be the worst in the league. Really? Yeah. They are a playoff team last year, I man. I know, and they weren't good. But yeah, I don't think they're a good football team at all. Especially, I think... Something I said the other day was I think the Bills have the worst offense in the league and the Colts have the worst defense in the league, and I feel very strongly about both. So it's a wide gap between the, the other worst in the league. It's a wide gap between the Patriots and the other three in the division. Oh, I like meant not know if that's what you are asking or not. I meant in terms of the
0: Colts' defense is that bad. I think. That you, I'm not
1: sure who number two is. Okay. Right. But you
0: absolutely know who number one is. Right. Same with Bills' offense, I think. Matt, really appreciate the time, buddy. Thanks a lot. Yeah, man. There he Cheers goes. Stuff. That's Matt Williamson. Good friend. Good football guy. Coming up next, we're bumping Kaboli. We we're going to have Kaboli, but we can't because it's just we're not going to do it. We had Williamson, so no. So I will, coming up next, tell you the story about why I started the night with different shoes than I ended the night and why a security guard was giving me crap. It's the Crowley Show. <laughs> Yeah, in my personal record book, if this makes Pittsburgh, the Steelers, the fans of the
2: Steelers, you, uh, if it makes everyone feel better, in my own personal record book, uh, the Steelers won that game, the Patriots lost, and that means the Steelers are on track to be
0: the one seed in the AFC. (laughs) The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. Shirtless Tom back in studio. We've been missing him for the first half of the program. Brian LaMartina, as always, kicked ass. In fact, if Brian wanted to, we we wouldn't even need Shirtless Tom. Uh, Brian could take care of business all by himself. But we love Tom. Actually, the three of us, we're a team. Uh, You don't break the team up. Can't break the team up. Okay. I got to tell you about last night. I've been teasing it for like an hour and a half that I started the night not wearing my shoes and at the end of the night I did not have shoes on at all. And here's how you get to that point. Like fourteen alcoholic beverages. But let me start you at the beginning. Yesterday I arrived at Saint Vincent College in Trobe and want to do my show prep, want to go back to the room, wanna take care of business, and I can't. Because Wes, the mess, my good friend and work associate. Who I'm rooming with up here at camp, he locks me out. He's got the key. So I have to, right, I have to trudge all the way down here, all the way down here to the press box, through the rain and the mud to get the key, so that I can walk all the way back up and do it all over again. And in the process, my shoes became rank AF. Oh, no. Just disgusting. Just disgusting. Brutally disgusting. I'm talking about the worst smell that you can imagine. It smelled like my feet were farting. They were disgusting. I mean, it was so bad that when my buddy picked me up for us to go to the bar last night, I got in his car and he goes, dude, did you poop? And I hadn't pooped. My feet had. That's what it smelled like. That's how bad the feet smelled. So on the way to the bar, I call Wes. I go, hey, man, do you happen to have a second pair of shoes? Since you put me in this predicament in the first place, do you got a second pair of shoes? He goes, yeah, man, you get my Nike's. And they're cool looking, them. Wearing them right now. So, I go to Dino's, pick these shoes up, and I leave my shoes in the parking lot. I just the, my shoes are in the Dino's parking lot. They might have been thrown away by now, but my shoes were just sitting in the Dino's parking lot. I just left them there.
2: Which I, I, shoes, which shoes are these, Adam? These are my shoes. Well, I mean, what kind Yeah, okay, I know they're your shoes. What kind of shoes are they? They're stanky. Is there a brand associated with your stanky-ass shoes?
0: I don't even know what brand they were. Okay. They're running shoes. I'm just trying to
2: paint a picture here. Go on.
0: Well, I'm painting the damn picture, okay? They're stanky Mm. shoes. They were gray. And the (laughs) toes of the shoes no longer were gray, but instead were muddy-looking. And the left shoe, the flap was open a little bit in the front. It just wasn't good. They're deteriorating. When you have a shoe that gets that wet, and then you stick your stinky feet in it, and then you... Let it just marinate for a while. It's going to stink. So I didn't want to put the shoes in my friend's car. I didn't want to put them in my friend Wes's car either. So I just said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to leave them in the parking lot. So that's how the night started. Then you get to Sharky's. And people are complimenting me on my shoes because they look so good. Wes has great style. And I'm getting people buying me drinks left and right. The iHeart Sales Club's there. So we are just bleep-faced. I mean, tanked. And I knew I didn't have to do the show till 4. So everything was going to be okay. No hangover. We're fine. I was wrong about that. My buddy buys me a couple shots, Jameson. We get the Irish music playing. It's total cliche. I'm such a douchebag. I'm being all sloppy. People are eating my pizza, and eh, we're just wrecked. So we get a ride home from someone who was sober, and we (laughs) had a text waiting for us from one of the guys who helps orchestrate Steelers Nation Radio. He works for the Steelers, and he says, guys, that – Tent's looking pretty bad down there. You got to you got to bring the SNR tent in because it rained and that thing just got beat the bleep.
2: It was destroyed, huh?
0: It was pretty bad, oh, and man. it happens every year. Every year when there's a bad storm, the tent it just it just goes. It's every single year. It's happened since I've been coming. This is my fifth training camp. Every year there's a tent. Every year the tent that was brought <laughs> never
2: returns. You think we'd we'd fix that, huh? Well, you think we you think just buy it buy a legit
0: tent and bring it every year. I mean, that's what you got to do. So. We went out at 1.30 in the morning, hammered, and got this tent and put it in the back of Wes's car. But as we're doing it, the security comes up. Oh, no. I'm also not wearing shoes because I just got into bed, and Wes had just got into bed, and I said, oh, shoot, we got to do that tent. So we both jumped up, got in Wes's car. He had to go half a block down the parking lot just so we didn't have to carry the tent back. And this cop-ish kind of guy, security dude, kind of cop like a fish, ma- yeah, kind of like a mall <laughs> cop. cop. Fish. Like, like if
2: I beat him, I would get, I would, it would, I get charged with assault. It's it like Paul be- Blart for university cop,
0: right? But okay. like, if I kick this guy's ass, it would not be assaulting a police officer. It would just be assaulting a random jabroni.
2: Yeah, Jim, who also works at the pizza place.
0: Exactly. Yeah, like this guy works at the pizza shop down the street. He just does this at night, and he hoped to run into a couple stealers. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "Yo, you stealing that?" And I'm not wearing shoes because I hopped out of bed, and I look like a, a crazy person. My hair's all over the place, and we said, "No, officer, we're just uh, we're just working for Steelers. We just got to put it back in the uh, in the, in the car." It was scary though. Wes was all freaked so, out. So
2: wait a minute. Okay, wait wait a minute. <laughs> let me let me just dissect this a little. So there is they basically this guy shows up because he notices that a a shoeless guy uh, roughly in his 20s with another uh, male suspect roughly in his 20s are manipulating a tent on the field in the middle of the night and he took your word for it did he check credentials i mean what kind of cop is this guy he well, just, he was just like, okay, all right, guys, have a good one.
0: He did not take our word for oh, okay. it. Okay, okay. The guy who works the gate here, which I, I never, I never know what to call it—the arm, the the wooden arm that allows you to come in and come out—that's a gate. Thank you. The guy who works the gate, he said, no, they've been up here a couple times. That was it, though. Like, that's all he said. So he took his word for it. Oh, wow. Like, like okay, just because we've been up here a couple times doesn't mean that we're not criminals.
2: Yeah, no, no. The, the tent's messed up and gone every year. There's a pattern I'm seeing. Yes.
0: <laughs> and you know what? He's got to be wondering to himself, though, whenever he's driving down the security guard, why in the world are they trying to steal his tent? Yeah. Like and, and, like, at 1.30 in the morning, why are you trying to do your job? Like, why wouldn't you do this when it's light outside? And why are you frigging hammered?
2: <laughs> like, so many red flags. Like, a, like a dete- any good detective would have never let you off that field without handcuffs. He would have figured that out after you were in custody. He did a bad job. Yeah, he did. That's the, the security is questionable there.
0: You know what I think happened though? I think it's that he got close enough to me to smell my feet and said, "I, I." Yeah, you
2: know he's is. like, "I ain't coming near you." <laughs>
0: that's that's ball game. If
2: I just let this go, maybe I could keep my gig at the Van Halen concert next week. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm staff, out. big day.
0: <laughs> I'm out. He's like, I didn't sign up for this to stop crime. Like, I bet you this is the kind of guy who doesn't even have a gun, though. He probably has a flashlight.
2: Yeah, he's got that, or maybe like a wooden gun like they have in the other guys, like something like it. It's just a little fake gun that kind of looks like it. That guy's probably like, oh man, you know, here I am, middle of the night. I just wanted to come here and maybe, maybe meet Antonio Brown. I put my life on hold to be a security guard for this week. For this, I just wanted to meet some damn Steelers. I knew I wouldn't meet Levy and Bell, but maybe Ben. I could have talked to him, got a picture, and now here I am in the middle of the night dealing with these two drunk yahoos trying to play with the tent. That's awesome. Poor this guy. guy's
0: probably like, I was, just, I was just planning on sitting up here and smoking darts, <laughs> and now I can't because you jackasses. I mean, we. The thing is, we had to have looked. Just absurd. Yeah. I I mean, just You're shoeless absurd. in the middle of the night, <laughs> and it seemed like a great idea. I mean, I was shoeless, and I rolled my. Pants. I'm wearing my skinny joggers. Everyone's made fun of me today. Dale Dale says I look like Justin Bieber. Uh I think my butt looks great in these, but that's neither here or there. I'm, so sure it does. I'm wearing the same ones last night and I had them pulled up like Capri's because when we walked up my no, feet, you didn't.
2: my feet were getting all wet in the grass. You're rocking you're rocking skinny capris. <laughs> was I wearing a shirt? Oh no, please tell me you weren't. I don't think I was wearing a shirt. Oh no Oh you weren't wearing your shirt? You and me,
0: pal. All right, Crowley. rubbing off on it. Coming around. So for for me and Wes, it's just like, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be a lot of fun, and we have to do it, obviously. And it's not going to look weird at all. We're just doing our job. Meanwhile, it's probably – we could probably only understand each other. I wonder even if the security guard could understand us at all.
2: Was it one of those situations where, like in a movie, it plays and you're like perfectly fine. You're saying yes. everything fluently, but then it cuts to like what everybody else is hearing. It's like, nah, 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 nah. And you can
0: play Molly for all this because we go on the jukebox at Sharky's because it's 1994, <laughs> and it is in late Trobe, Trust me, and he just starts playing all the flogging Molly. And dropkick Murphy's all the Irish tunes, and I'm pounding Guinness, and I'm taking shots at Jameson, and
2: it's a conducive environment.
0: I can't believe I feel okay today, though. I mean, I, you know what? Three times I've gone out this camp, haven't been hungover once. I'm a monster. Good
2: for you. Can I ask you one real quick question? I'm uh, back. Like- just kind of an overview of of media and Latrobe, so that people can understand, like on a level, like all of the guys that we work with and know and read their columns and all that stuff, how drunk was the lot last night?
0: The only guy who I think wasn't was jeremy Fowler, yeah, he's the only guy who wasn't he was there though he was partying was there the whole...
2: was there a shining example of drunkenness?
0: yeah, yours truly,
2: my friend I mean other than you, we know that oh,
0: uh, I would say. I'm not the right person to ask you. I mean, if, if you
2: can't spot the drunkest dude, I guess you yeah, are the drunkest yeah, dude. Yeah, I should ask you, who was hanging with you the most? Well, <laughs> and that will answer the question.
0: When I stood next to Kaboli today at, at player interviews, he goes, Kyle, you were sl- a little sloppy at the end of last night. I said, oh, yeah, was I? He's like, you're running up to the jukebox. You're screaming across the bar. Because at the end of the night, it was only the iHeart salespeople and all the media people that were in the bar. That's it. Nobody okay. else was there. It was just all of us. And Capulli's like, you're just screaming over the bar. You're playing that Irish music. You keep asking if people want shots that you're not paying for. <laughs> oh,
2: you were asking people, for, hey, you want shots? Cool, get me one. <laughs> and it's possible
0: that marijuana made its way to the party. I'm not going no. to say Whoa. anything more than that.
2: Oh, boy, for medical purposes, I assume.
0: Yeah, now, I didn't smoke it because I, I don't. No no, me, no, no. No, it makes me paranoid. Yeah, so.
2: no, I did and That's that's a true story. That's not just radio shtick. No, and it could... <laughs> If I did, you know, you, know how you, we did you wouldn't be here right
0: now. You know how some, you know how sometimes when you get high. No, go, I don't, Adam. Sometimes, <laughs> of course, Mr. <laughs> Richards on the line. You know, you know, sometimes you get high and you go, oh, the cops are going to come. They're going to show up. Well, I've heard last night last night the damn the, the damn mall police showed up and
2: if I was stoned, I would have been I would have torn up through the woods or something. You would have thought it was the FBI like in a full raid with helicopters <laughs> and it's just one guy in like an event staff shirt.
0: Andrew tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. It's been a while just saying what's up to the Crowl God. Hashtag you're a god. Whoa. Whoa. John tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Crowley, you're lucky you didn't get taste. That's true.
2: Yeah, and that's how that—honestly, I think that would have been better for the show if you did end up taste.
0: I mean, I, I bad, love you, buddy, I but I
2: don't, wa- I don't want you to, but it would have been better for the show. I could have died. You know what? I Last night was
0: a uh, near-death experience. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm very lucky that I
2: survived. I think at worst, you probably would have had to spend the night in, like, the RA's room in the dorm. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Bag of Donuts
0: tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Ever see Ed Bouchette? Ever see Ed Bouchette on weed? <laughs> <laughs> you know who was actually turned last night though. For real, was it Oh yeah. You could like Adamsky's like 15 feet tall, kind of a bigger dude. He never. He's not a big drinker. Like he usually comes out and has a beer or two, but there were just rounds of shots being poured, and he just. He took two, and I think he was pretty gone.
2: I'm taking a guess that guy. That guy's pretty fun to drink with. Adamski's
0: the man. It's a good yeah. crew. Lolly, I can never tell Lolly's drunk until the next morning. Whenever he is beet red and he's literally <laughs> sweating beer,
2: <laughs> you need to check him out after the fact.
0: Yes. <laughs> Coming up next, or should I do Mr. Richard now? Let's I'll do, do Mr. Richard, Richard now. now. Yeah, four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Mr. Richard, hello.
2: I have what you call a leaky sphincter, and you're in the car. There's probably a half a dozen flies around here just flying all around, and I've got to get into Walmart to clean myself up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Uh, you want to take that.
0: What are you going to buy at Walmart to clean yourself up? Come on, Crowley. Wet wipes. <laughs> Is he gone? Yeah, he's gone. I have what you call a leaky sphincter, so I got to go to Walmart. That's his solution. Yeah. My sphincter's leaking, and I've got to go to Walmart. This show has devolved and evolved in that last segment. We're back. Yeah, I was...
2: Get a towel, Mr. Richard.
0: Yeah. I was feeling a little bit insecure about the way the show had gone in the early going but I'm feeling pretty good about it now coming up next urban myers a piece of crap and we'll hear from chris adamski at 620 it's the uh, it's the leaky sphincter show <laughs>
2: california dream